Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Broadcasting live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Coming up for the next hour as we lead you to the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. We're going to talk some initial depth chart battles. Also get to a couple of late round best ball picks for those of you in the best ball spirit. 844-843-6879, telephone number to dial to get involved with the program. There you go right there. That's what we got coming up on the Fantasy Football Frenzy today. Um, I am, I, I'll get into where I'm on my telephone right now. I'm about to get into that. <clears throat> right, so one that text already sent. So I got another text I got to send to. Let me hit this one. I tell y'all. Who I'm sending and the text messages to, and I'll tell you why I'm sending those text messages. But before we get to that, I want to welcome in <clears throat> Chris Ventra, the closer. What's going on, Ventra? How you doing? I'm chilling. What's up? What's good? It's your boy. And rocking Let's with get it. And rocking with us on the program today is my man, my friend, my buddy, my pal. Even though we may disagree on some things, welcome to the Fantasy Football Frenzy, my man, Fantasy Task, Jim Day. Jim, what's going on with you? Hey, guys, how you doing? Thanks for having me on today. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, I see you all jacked out in New York Giant gear, looking good. That's my man Jim Day right there. So Jim's going to be on the program with us today, you know what I'm saying, helping us navigate through this situation as we get prepared for the 2018 fantasy football season. Now, the reason why I have my telephone out is because I just shot a text message off to a couple of my buddies. But right now, my phone is telling me no service. I don't understand that. I'm got, I should have full service. And the reason why I'm sending text messages to some of my fantasy football buddies is for the next couple of weeks, myself and Ventra, we're going to be looking for somebody to fill the seat that uh, Jim Day is sitting in today. That is the same seat that for the past year and a half on the fantasy football frenzy was occupied by the all-in kid, Jake Seeley. Now, one of the very first things I learned in radio was that you should never, ever tell a false truth or lie to the audience. And yesterday, I kind of was hit with something as I walked into the studio. So what I will say to you is this, just to make sure that we're all on the same page, because we're Mm -hmm. fantasy football friends, we're fantasy football family, goon squad, click up, unite up. I would never stay all in the wrong direction. So yes, it is true that the all-in kid, Jake Seeley, will no longer be with us. Now, shout out to my man, Jake Seeley, game ball to him. He's done a fantastic job. You all know the great talent he is, and he's a buddy, and he's a pal of mine, and I wish wish the all-in kid well, and I'm sure he wishes the goon squad, myself, Ventra, and the whole crew well. But -hmm. it comes time for change at certain times, so we're going to wish the all-in kid luck. Best wishes. Now, I do know where he's going to resurface at, but that is not my place to tell you that. You know what I'm saying? I also have a pretty good idea, you know, who could be joining us on this program in a couple of weeks from now, but still, that's not my place to tell you. That's not my thing right there. So... That is the case right there. So it's all out in the open. Everything has been done. It's all taken care of. So we all know the particulars, how we move 
and progresses the show moving forward. Matt Medica's no longer here. We got the close of Chris Ventra. And then you see, obviously, the all-in kid no longer here. And then in a couple weeks, you know, you'll see who is um, here to sit in, uh, not sit in, but, you know, be the new voice of the people, the guy that uh, is going to take over for um, for the all-in kid. So there you go right there. So you ain't got to call up here no more and ask me no questions about where Jake is and stuff like that. So that's on the table. Secondly, every day when I'm done with the program, I go home, do the things I got to do tonight. I, I, I rewatch the show. With that being said, yesterday, the comments, oh, no Jake, fantasy football frenzy is dead. That's not the case at all. Oh, the show is going to suck without Jake. We're not going to be able to get the advice. We're not going to be able to get the answers. You're dead wrong about that. Now, listen, if you want to sit up there and listen to a couple of stooges, oh, you know, I really think in a PPR league, you know what I mean? And, and then if you look at his A dot, fine. There's plenty of programs like that that's out there. But when you come to the fantasy football frenzy, you're going to get brash, in-your-face fantasy sports talk. So there you go right there. Let's settle that right now. Let's get back to what we're doing. That's having a good time talking fantasy football. Taz, Jim Day, my man, had to take care of a little housekeeping. Right? I just texted a couple of people to see if they want to uh, come in and sit in throughout the course of the next couple of weeks. But, Jim, we're glad to have you here today. Tell the, little pe- tell the people that don't know you, you know, or just know you from the chat room about your start in the industry. Why are they closing the curtains on me? Your start in the industry and what you've done and how you became Fantasy Taz. Well, I've been doing this for a long time. I've played since 1988. Uh, I've written on websites since 1998. Uh, I used to own my own website, FantasyTaz.com. I was a technical editor of the Fantasy Football for Dummies book. Uh, I've been doing this for a long time. (laughs) The last couple of years, I've been out of the game because of some injuries that happened in a car accident. But I'm back into it this year in full time and really enjoying it and writing for Fighting Chance Fantasy and, you know, just coming out here and talking. All right, so there you go. That's my man Jim Day. He's rocking with us today. Telephone lines 844-843-6879. Let's get into it and get ready to break down some of these things that we saw on the initial release of depth charts that was a little bit earlier this week. And, Jim, let's start right here with the situation in Miami. Kenyon Drake and Frank Gore both listed as RB1s. Now, listen, if you had Kenyon Drake down the stretch last year, I know I did. He helped me win a championship. Son was on the money. Here's the thing. What I'm telling you right now, this Miami Dolphin team might very well be the worst team in football. They bring in Frank Gore on the initial depth chart, Jim. Both of them are looking like or they're both listed as the starting running back. Obviously, at this point in his career, Drake has more talent. I don't trust the team. And then with Frank Gore there, I don't think they brought Frank Gore back to his home in Miami just to sit the bench. No, they definitely did not. He's going to get plenty of playing time. Uh, And don't take that away from Drake. Drake is going to do his job. There's no doubt about it. He's going to put up plenty of fantasy points for you. But Gore is going to be a sneaky pick, too. I think he's really nice as a late-round flex or a bi-week filler. Uh, I don't think he's going to be consistent week to week, but I love him in best ball drafts. All right, what do you think, Venture, that that position battle right there between Clint Kenyon, Drake, and Frank Gore? I mean, I I think it's a little crazy. To be honest, it blows my mind that there should even, like, Gore should take even close to you know, half the touches of what Drake's taken. Drake should get the majority of touches. He's the better running back. He's the fresher running back. He's the younger running back. Um, and we saw what he did last year in a limited time. A uh, guy had like 4.6 or 4.8 yards of carry, something like that. He could also pass, catch. He could do it all. I think Gore shouldn't get more than six to eight touches a game. That, that's that's my opinion. Gore, I think, is done. I think he's, he's 35, 36 years old. He's at the point where... How much help is he going to give you? All right, try him in preseason, see what he does. But if he don't got enough left in the tank, 
you know, it's Drake's job. It should be Drake's job. Gates better willing, not screw this up. Are you willing up. to take Drake under the premise that he is going to get that he is going to get the work the the the, the boatload the the line share of the workload right? Yeah, and he's going to be able to perform to RB two numbers. Oh, absolutely. And you and you can you would consistently put him on as your team as your RB two. Oh, without a doubt. Are you are you that bullish on on uh, Drake, uh, Jim? I like Drake. I, I don't think I'm ready for that just yet. I, You know, this is the facts. Gore is, you know, 100 years old, but he still runs excellent. The team loves him. They're raving about him every day in camp. And I'm not just talking about the coaches. I'm talking about the beat writers. They say he looks explosive. He's going to get his chance. Let's face it. This is probably a one-year thing for Miami. They're going to run Gore as much as they can. I think he's going to get more than eight touches a game. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get at least 10 to 12 touches a game. This guy, you know, a great value where you can get him. He's coming off the board in some drafts in the 18th round, you know, which is just ludicrous at this point. Uh, especially with all the news out there. So I like Drake, but I definitely think this impacts his value because they're looking at Drake as more a long-time thing. They don't want to run him into the ground this year. They got Gore. He's running good. He's looking good. They're going to give him the ball. That's a really good point, Jim. You said that they don't they don't mind burning Gore out because, you know, burn burn out the rest of the tank, which is a big deal. <laughs> that's, burn that's out the rest of the run. tank. Well, he has a family. Into the ground. Exactly. Exactly. You know, he has a family. I don't want. What I don't know. I'm not what saying. Running around in the backyard with his kids sometime. You're going to waste the tank on the, the Miami Dolphins going to be two and 14. We can go home and run the team, run, run the tank out with his kids. Hey, he wants to play. He's got to run his tank out. And there you He's go. 36 right years old. All right. Situation that we also talk about a lot is the, um, the situation in Jacksonville with these wide receivers. You got the kid Cole who popped last year. Marquise Lee, who was a nice addition off the waiver wire. I'm a Dante Moncrief fan, but, Ventra, Dante Moncrief, fifth right now on the depth chart in Jacksonville to start it. He's the Jacksonville Jaguar wide receiver that I'm drafting. I'm not going to let where he's listed on the depth chart stop me from putting him on my fantasy teams in the mid to later rounds. And that's exactly how I feel about Drake, how you feel about Moncrief. But there's a lot of guys here that could make an impact. I mean, you got the rookie, DJ Chark, who, you know, we don't know exactly yet, but obviously he's got talent. Um, you got D.D. Westbrook, who the year before was drafted as one of their top wide receivers. Also has talent. We've seen some flashes of it last season. Keelan Cole did well last season at times. Marquis Lee, to me, is, I don't know, maybe the one I would keep lowest on the depth chart. Really? You don't like that? I'm not a big fan of Lee. He's been around for a while. He hasn't done much. He's been getting, he got hurt in the past. I mean, I'm not a big fan. He had one nice, you know, run. Uh, But I think Moncrief is a monster. Six foot three. He's that big wide receiver you want for touchdowns in the end zone. They don't really have a guy like that there. So, I think Moncrief is the bet is the best bet to be the most targeted wide receiver or the most used wide receiver in the system. He should be. I don't know. Jim, why when you look at the wide receiver room in Jacksonville, it's a lot of names, a lot of ho hum type guys. No real standout. Like I was telling y'all, I like Moncrief the best. I think Moncrief has the best talent pedigree. You can get him for a song on draft day. The public seems to be on Moncrief. I mean, excuse me, on Marquise Lee. Where do you stand, Jim? Well, I think Marquise Lee is going to have a better year than Moncrief. I, I'm with you. I like Moncrief, but he just can't stay on the field. And that's the reason why they have him listed at number five right now is because he's been hurt in camp. He hasn't really had a lot of time to practice. This is trying to light a fire under Moncrief by the coaches. They're doing this on purpose just to get him fired up and trying to put his best on the field. And that's what we're seeing out of this. You know, these early depth charts are, you know, in some cases like this are really just trying to to light a fire under a player and really get them going. So I think that's what they're trying to do with Moncrief, but he has to get on the field. 
844-846-879. Let's get ready to crack the seal on the telephones for the day. Let's head out to Wisconsin and talk to my man, Jeff. Jeff, what's good with you? Hey, I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much, Jeff. Good. Well, I had my first live draft last night. All right. And I'd like your opinion on how it all went. All right, and I'm glad to give it to you. That's kind of what I'm here all for. Right. And I don't want you to run nope. down your whole team because we got other people we want to get to. But um, sure. just let me know. Let me give, give me give me your start. Give me your starting lineup the way the team is consisted of right now. Okay, it's a 12-team league, half point PPR, two point. Uh, I mean, two wide receivers, two running backs, and a flex. So I had the first pick. I went Todd Gurley followed by Christian McCaffrey right. at the 2-3 turn. All right. Um, a little Corey came out of my shoulder, and I took T.Y. Hilton with I'm, my first pick in the third round. I love, I love you. Go ahead. What we got next, Jeff? <laughs> okay, then on the 4-5 turn, Marvin Jones. Okay. Then on the fifth, because I know these guys, I grabbed Russell Wilson. Nice. I like that. Okay, the 6-7 turn, I grabbed Mark Ingram. All right, you can throw Ingram on your bench. You're solid at running back right Correct. now to do that, okay? Correct. Seventh round, Devin Funches. All right, you could throw him in your flex. Love it. Correct. Mm-hmm. Then in the eighth round, in case I want to throw a running back in there, I grab Marshawn Lynch. All right, beast mode. That, that, he'll buy you some time while Ingram is out so he gets rolling. Correct. Uh, ninth, 9-10 turn, I took Trey Burton and Rashad Matthews. All right, another one of my favorites. Two or more of my favorites, Burton and Matthews. I love Matthews. He's a slept-on wide receiver in Tennessee. So, listen, what you got right here, Jeff, so far so good. I like it a lot. You're going to be able to do a lot with this roster right here mm-hmm. now. Especially I, when Ingram comes I back. like the girly CMC running back combo. T.Y. Hilton and Marvin Jones. I'm not the biggest Marvin Jones guy. I like him more than I liked him years in the past, so I have no problem with that. I like the Devin Funches edition. I think he's the Carolina Panther wide receiver to own. The rookie's not going to take too much away from him. And not to mention the fact, Olsen, once you start talking retiring, you're already retired. Ingram, you got a nice peach on your bench, and so with Lynch and Matthew. So I like the team. I like the way it came out, especially from the 1-1, going ahead and grabbing Russell Wilson. I don't have no problem with this team. I give it an A+. Plus. I think it was an excellent draft. And see, here's the thing with Ingram is, if you run into some injury troubles a little bit later on in the season, when Ingram gets rolling, you got yourself a nice trade chip. You feel what I'm saying, Jeff? Yes. All right, so there you go right yeah. there. What do you think, um, Jim? I like the team. I like it a lot. I, I'm not sure I'd like to have Burton as my number one tight end. Okay. He's got a lot of upside, but we just haven't seen it yet. I'd like to see a little bit more of it before I grab him. There's other guys I'd like that he could have had there and even later. Uh, that I like more than than Burton, but outside of that, he's got a solid starting lineup. And like you said, once Ingram comes back, he goes right into your flex position pretty much every week, and and you're solid at that point. Right. What do you think, right. Petra? Yeah, and the the reason why though the tight end is a little bit weaker in that sense is because he took Russell Wilson earlier on. He got his solid top end quarterback, so that's the give and take there. But the receivers very good. I like it. It's solid. The running backs are solid. The only thing is. Without Ingram, until you have Ingram, you got Lynch in your flex. It looks like he's going to be a second you can put flex. Put punches in the flex. No, well, he's got two flexes, right? Oh, I thought he had oh, one, just flex. one flex. Oh, just, just one flex. Oh, so then you're absolutely solid. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right, solid. so Jeff, you good to go? Yes, thank you, my man. Jeff went out there and rocked the draft. That's because Jeff is a caller to the fantasy football frenzy. You need to be like Jeff. Eight four four eight four three sixty eight seventy nine. Hey Jim, I'm a, I got love for Trey Burton. They went out and signed him. 
new offense in Chicago. I like, first of all, the Chicago Bears are a team historically where they give their tight end work. They go get the kid Burton that we all loved in Philly last year whenever Ertz was out. I think it works out for Burton. I'm not as high on, on Burton as I am. Who are some of the wide receivers, who tight ends you would say that you would rather have over Burton? Like, not the big name guys, but other cats. Well, I'll tell you right now, the number one guy I'd like to have over him is Ben Watson. I seem to be one of the few people who just touting Ben Watson like crazy. Look, this guy, I don't care how old he is. He had a great year last year, uh, ended up in the top 12, maybe 13th, depending on your league scoring and PPR. Uh, in 2015, when he was with the Saints, Drew Brees and him had a great connection. He had his best year ever as a pro, and they brought him back specifically to fill that role again. He's going to have a good, solid season, and you can get him you know, seven, eight rounds later than you can get Burton in some drafts. So, you know what? I, I just think people are sleeping on Watson. I like Burton. I just think all of a sudden there's a lot of mouths to feed in Chicago, and I like Watson's chance much better uh, than I do for Burton. I, I just just the way it is. I'm actually, I, I'm glad Jim brought up, because I know a lot of people at FNTSY are very high on Trey Burton, yeah. and I understand it, you know, but um, I agree with you. I think that Burton, we got to see what happens first. I mean, we don't know what Chicago is doing. And the Saints themselves, the receivers aren't that great anymore. So maybe you're right. Maybe Ben Watson can step it up. All right, 844-843-6879. We come back on the other side, talk about the situation with the D.C. running backs. Got some more depth chart battles with some late-round running back values. It's the fantasy football frenzy. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your competition. When you register for their Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation with the 24-7 Slack Chat channel. Go to rotoexperts.com to register for the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code BLITZ and you'll get a big loss for yardage discount. The rotoexperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Package. Promo code BLITZ. Yeah, we're out of Compton. Let it ride a little bit. We're out of Compton. NWA, three the hard way, right here at the Fantasy Football Frenzy FNTSY Radio. Don't forget, Roto Experts live and lit for 2018. That's the exclusive edge package. Take you all the way from draft day to championship week. Use the promo code FRENZY at checkout. Get a couple of bucks off. RotoExperts.com, exclusive edge fantasy football for 2018. Still live and lit. Contrary to popular belief, we still got you covered. You know what I'm saying? A um, couple of things I want to get into this uh, segment right here. Somebody's been asking me in the chat yesterday, in the chat on Cotton and Friends this morning, to break down some wide receiver thing, but I keep forgetting it. So whoever you are, and I'm sorry I don't know your name, if you are in the chat now, if you put that, I think it might have been Alshon Jeffrey versus somebody else or something like that. If you throw that in the chat, or uh, some question about two different wide receivers, um, I try to t- take tackle that for you. Now, what I, another thing, I write down certain things so I don't forget them. Somebody in the chat asked me who I think the ham sandwich of the first round this year is. Nobody up here is going to agree with me on this. I think it's going to be David Johnson. I really don't know what his workload is going to be this year. I'm kind of staying away from DJ Delimio. Don't get me wrong. A couple years ago, he was the NFL's offensive player of the year, the fancy player of the year. I just don't know if that workload and that volume is going to be the same. The Cardinals are going to stink this year. They got a rookie quarterback. 
a lot of things not looking that way. But, you know, don't get me wrong. He could very well still get the job done. He's just off my board. I'm not telling him to take him off your – he's not off my board, but – there's players I'm always going to like more than him. Like, I like Kamara more than him. I like Antonio Brown more than him. Will I draft, will I draft him over Saquon Barkley? Will I draft Barkley over Derek, David Johnson? I think I'm on the fence with that one right there. But I'm getting my rankings done right now. Those will be out by this weekend. So you'll have them for your draft, and they'll be a part of the Roto Experts exclusive edge package. That promo code is a winner. And, Jonathan, that's not the question. Amari Cooper, Allen Robinson, it was somebody else. But I would take Allen Robinson over Amari Cooper easily. Um, I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring Jim in on this one. This is another question that I had to um been asked a lot about the past couple of days. Jim, what do you know about this cat Dion Kane, uh, the wide receiver in the Indianapolis Colts that people have saying been making some noise during camp? I think he's a Clemson cat. Yeah, I like Dion Kane, and you know if you listen to Peter King, he's going to be the next superstar in the NFL. Uh, but I do like him. I think he brings a lot to the table. Right now, they're listing Ryan Grant as their second starter. And, you know, Ryan Grant is a good all-around wide receiver, but he doesn't doesn't do anything spectacularly. He doesn't bring anything special to the table, whereas Deion Kane does. I think Deion Kane could definitely slip into the role with three wide receiver sets easily in Indianapolis this year and make a big splash as a rookie wide receiver. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to finish – you know, as a wide receiver two, maybe not even a wide receiver three, but he's definitely going to be a flex wide receiver, especially as we get into the season. All right, another player that um, another thing about um, Kane. Kane is from Clemson. Clemson. Clemson players do well in the NFL. It's just, it's just, a, it's just a thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm something that I'm buying to it. I'm down with that. I'm willing to put a dollar on Kane a little bit later on in the draft. My man Joe got the question that I was looking for. Um, Devontae Adams or A.J. Green? I'm taking Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is the number one with the Green Bay Packers, a high-powered offense, and his quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. A.J. Green, dynamic, phenomenal talent. His team is stinks, and the quarterback is Andy Dalton. That's easy to me. Don't get me wrong. Green's a more talented cat, but Adams in a better situation. What do you think, Ventra? I mean, I think, honestly, it's a toss-up. Like, you could go either way. Um, Green has been doing it forever. He, I mean, he's been in the league for a while now. I mean, unless he gets hurt like he did in 2016, played 10 games. He, did, he had a down year, of course. But last year, back up to 75 yards, over 1,000 uh, yards, 75 catches, 8 touchdowns. That's a solid year, but that's like his floor. You know what I mean? I mean, he should probably do better than that this year. You know Dalton's going to feed him, the heck out of him. They just cut Brandon LaFell. The other wide receivers are John Ross, Tyler Boyd. You know Green's going to get fed a ton. So I don't think you could go wrong either way when you're drifting at the end of that uh, you know, early second round or whatever it is, middle second round. You're going to look at Devontae Adams or A.J. Green. What do you think, uh, um, uh, Jim? I almost forgot your name there, Taz. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Um, yeah, I'm with you, actually. I like Adams a little bit more. A.J. Green is definitely going to be a target hog. There's no doubt about it. Cincinnati still did well in a very bad year for Cincinnati's offense last year. I think their offense will improve, so I like A.J. Green this year. But uh, Adams can be had a little later. So he provides a little bit more value to me. Plus, if you look at last year's scoring in PPR leagues, Adams scored almost two full points more a game than A.J. Green. And that was without 
uh, Aaron Rodgers. So with Aaron Rodgers back this year, you got to figure that's got to play into Adam's hands. He, yeah. I mean, son was getting it done with Brett Hundley was the quarterback. I know. There you go right there. No, he's a beast. But you uh, forget about getting maybe a little later. Corey Parson single-handedly going to pull him off the board. I will the listen. If, no, I'm, round, I'm full disclosure. If I, if, I, if I get a league, and I'll do it. If I, get, I got some beat the fantasy executive news to run by y'all too. If I get in the league and I get like the 12th pick, I will gladly, just to prove a point about how brilliant I am, I will gladly draft Devontae Adams at 112. Now, I'm not going to leave Julio on the board, no. but I'll leave Keenan Allen on the board. I'll leave Michael Thomas on the board. That's how serious I am on Devontae Adams this year. And when I talked to Devontae Adams last year, y'all people in the chat, y'all caught me everything but a child of God. And then at the end of the year, I was right. Did I get any congratulations? Did I get any packs on the backs? No. It just was like, oh. Isaiah oh, Crowell. Yeah, oh, <laughs> what happened to Isaiah Crowell? What happened to Isaiah Crowell? You was wrong on Crowell. I'm not right on everything. None of us are. Thank you. I'm not perfect. Nobody is. Not even Jake Seeley, the number one ranker. Uh, well, Ventra, why are you going to go there? <laughs> why would you go there, Ventra? I'm just saying. We already we're all human beings. We already addressed the elephant in the room. Now we get past it. Well, you know, yeah, too it's soon. Over with now. Yeah, too soon. I was soon. trying to break the ice. Too <laughs> soon. I already broke the ice when the show started, Ventra. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Jim. Good thing they didn't call Darius Geis, who, a player who I'm pulling up the draft boards, much like I'm willing to pull Devontae Adams with the draft board, is listed at the top of the depth chart along with Rob Kelly. They are screaming up and down that Rob Kelly looks great. And I'm like, do not be fooled. Rob Kelly is Mr. August. Rob Kelly looked great every August. When the season starts, Jim, Darius Geis is going to be getting that work to the point where next year, this time, one calendar year from now, we're going to be talking about Darius Geis as a first-round fantasy pick. True or false? I'm with you on Geis. There's no doubt about it. Let's face it. Everybody was buying into Kelly being their bell cow starter last year, and he was going to put up big numbers and course it never worked out you know so now he's dropped a little bit of weight he looks a little faster so they're really you know pushing him but let's face it guys is doing a lot of good things in camp right now the coaches the beat writers are all raving about it he's doing it all he's not only running he's catching the ball plus he's picking up the blitz plus the coaches are saying he's doing great things in the meeting room you want to know how you Really get a coach on your side. You do great things in the meeting room. If you're in there and you're really being a big contributor in that meeting room, that'll get you on the field faster than anything else. Mm. There you yeah. go right there. I'm down, I'm down with Darius. Guys, pass protection also very important yeah. for those young running backs, and I think that guys has got a handle on that. So I am down with Darius. Guys, you should get down with Darius. Guys, too. And you got this is, these are three cats that root for NFC East teams, and we're telling you get down with Darius. Guys. Yeah, I mean – Listen, how could you not think that Geis is eventually going to take over? The only thing that worries me about this is that, like, I really hope Kelly just doesn't cut into a, some of his touches for some reason, like, and they end up not splitting carries, but I just don't want to see Rob Kelly take Ke away Rob from Kelly, him a little Rob bit. Kelly sucks. He's exactly. Taking away I mean, I, he did average 4.2 yards of carry last he year, had but it was garbage. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. he was, I'm not tripping uh, off of that. Yeah, don't trip off Kelly. But I just don't want him to take away anything that guys could have possibly used more volume. Jim, let me ask you about this thing with Bryce Butler uh, listed opposite, opposite to Larry Fitzgerald in Arizona. The Dallas Cowboy fan, I'm familiar with Bryce Butler. Bryce Butler got some game with him. He can play, but he struggles staying on the field. Do you think he can make a fantasy dent this year, Bryce Butler? No. <laughs> right, there you go. He, 
he's another guy that you know we really like him in spring in the spring. Mr. August really brings it. Yeah, right. He brings it as we get closer to the season. Once we get into the season, you never hear his name again. Uh, I think there's a really good shot that if they don't give Christian Kirk the the chance to run as the second wide receiver, then we're not looking at the second wide receiver on the roster yet. I think they go out and grab somebody else. Let's face it, Bryce Butler, J.J. Nelson, they don't scare defenses in any way, shape, or form. They need to get another body on the other side. Well, you know who you know their second wide receiver is right now? Ricky Seals-Jones. That's their number two wide receiver right now. Well, let's face it, Ricky Seals-Jones is in trouble too, so we may be looking at a, a possible suspension that's by the right, league. Oh, that. my God. They you know, that thing what Seals-Jones did, though, I know that spot where he was at, and it can be tricky. When you come out the W and you when you come out the sushi bar and try to go into the W, it is a dude right there that's kind of arrogant. So I can see Seals I'm like get out of my way, son. You know quick what I'm snuff? saying? Yeah, like yo, quick, don't touch quick, me, dog. Quick little snuff. You know I run in circles like that. I kind of like that from. I run in circles like you know, that. I, I don't <laughs> think it's a matter of what he did. It's more about a matter of not trusting the NFL and what they'll do. You true? Hey, hey, Jim nailed it. The NFL, the fourth branch of government. You right about that, nice, Jim? Jim. Hmm. Yeah, I just don't trust him ever. And, you know, same thing with McCoy. We haven't heard a thing about McCoy. But, you know, what? I just don't trust the NFL. I don't think McCoy had anything to do with what I agree happened. with you. But the NFL could do whatever they want, and they've shown us that every year. They'll They're, throw you a real curveball. Jim yeah. is right about that. 844-8436879. Um, Ian is in Chicago. Ian, what up? Hey, what's up, my man? Chilling. What's good with you? Okay, so I decided from, from yesterday's conversation, I'm going to take the four slot. I'm going to draft out of the four slot to 12-team full-point PPR uh, so that I can start out with one of those backs, probably. Hopefully, Zeke falls to four. I'll take Zeke there. And then I'm going to look uh, for, for your guy, Devontae Adams, coming back in the second round. Um, for the third round, is it is it too soon to pull up, guys? Uh, no, I don't think it's too soon. See my RB two there. I don't think it's too soon to pull up guys to, on, on the two three turn. I do not think it's too. I do not think it's too yeah. soon. If Devontae Adams is not there, we'd like T Y Hilton too. But nah, I don't. I don't mind guys on that two three turn, Jim. You, you mean like three though, early three? Yeah, yeah. that yeah, the, yeah. The, the two three turn. So you get. Well, he'd have he'd have he has the fourth pick, so he's going to be the fourth pick of the third round. Also. Yeah, yeah. So he'll be so one so one four, three four. Zeke, that's to say Zeke. Two eight, yes. Devontae Adams slash T Y Hilton, right. And then three four, Darius Geis. Solid. I don't have a beef with that. Solid, solid. Yeah. Jim, you got beef with that? Yeah, I don't have a beef well, with you that. Think, if you you're going to get Geis, you got to take him in the third round. He's not going to fall any past that. Nope. If you want him, you got to get him. What's up, uh, Ian? Yeah. So uh, if, well, even if I go get T J McCaffrey in the second, coming back, and I have Zeke, T J McCaffrey. Can I take guys in the third round? Like I wouldn't. Fourth pick there. Hold on one second. How many wide receivers you start? So, so we start two wide receivers, two running backs, three flex. See with seven that seven bench. So see with that with that third with that third flex. I want to I want to get a wide receiver with those first three picks. Now, if you only had to start two wides and one flex, I'd have said go ahead and get the, get that third back, lock up that flex with that third back. But I, I don't want to take three wide receivers right off the rip. In a, uh, you play in a half point PPR, right? No, he said full. No, full point full, PPR. Full. Jake, I mean, um, I said Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, He's not wearing Jake. A Giants jersey. <laughs> yeah, he is wearing a Giants jersey. You're is that right. A shocky jersey, by the way, Jim. It sure is. <laughs> I knew it. Jim, in a 12 team, three running back, 12 team with the roster construction as two wide and three flex, you comfortable 
going three backs to start? Um, you know, it's hard to say without knowing how the draft is flowing. No doubt. Normally, no. I'm with you. I would like to have one of the top wide receivers in that third round just to get that ball rolling. But there is a lot of good, solid receivers you could get if you did go the three running back route. If you just start hitting them in the fourth round, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, if you grab three or four wide receivers there, you'll still have some good talent on your board, and you'll have three starting running backs you can play each and every week. Adventure, you good? Yeah, no. Oh, I, I, oh you said I, okay. Oh, you agree? I, I th- in my opinion, I just think that you should probably. You, I would never really go three running backs in the first okay. three rounds, like in a normal situation, just because I don't want to hand my cup. Handcuff myself to take like two wide receivers in the next two rounds. All right, good. I like giving versatility. Good looking out, Ian. Appreciate you checking in, my man. Get back to the phones in a minute. Coming up in the next segment, also going to look at some late round best ball values, and then I'll tell you about the next couple of beat the fantasy executive leagues. Jim, <laughs> <laughs> I can hear when you do that. Papers. Jim. Oh, okay, no, sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I want to say, where you rolling, where Jim? Where you rolling? Yeah. <laughs> we would, I. Off after the show is over, <laughs> on, on your lunch break. Um. Anyway, so this is my lunch break. That you, you know what? You're correct. This is your lunch break. <laughs> um, it's I, I, I'm not really big on calling people out. You know what I'm saying? But yesterday I was like in the in looking through some comments and stuff like that, and I was on the internet and you know what I'm saying looking through some tweets and stuff like that. And there's somebody in the chat that's a, that I, I figured was a member of the Goon Squad. He did the auction draft with us and all of that. You know what I'm saying? And um, I don't feel like I should just call his name out. But, like, you know, son was kind of like, oh, Frenzy going to go downhill, ain't going to be this, ain't going to be that. And then he'd be like, oh, I'm not really, you know what I'm saying, Craig Carton is bringing this channel down and stuff like that. And I'm like, son, if, why are you being so negative and stuff like that? We got this covered and you check in every day. So if you want to have a conversation about it, I'm not going to call you out and say your name. But I will say 844-843-6879. With <laughs> that being said, I'm going to go back to the phones and holler at some of my real friends. And Corey in Florida, I think he's a real friend because he's my namesake. What up, Corey? What's up, man? You know, we always you're my, you're my dog. No doubt. What Just part of Florida are you in, Corey? Oh, Miami, baby. I love it. 305. Yeah. Let's, let's get it. Yeah, period. What's Fire. going on, Corey? Nothing, man. Just had a quick question. I have the sixth pick in the draft, 12-man league, half PPR. And I was wondering, do I – because I really like Melvin Gordon this year. I think he's very consistent, very trustworthy. And just on the way back, go with the best available wide receiver? Or do I go with that DeAndre Hopkins and take the best available running back? Because I'm really liking Jordan Howard this year, thinking he's going to be the Todd Gurley. Oh, listen – if you draft Howard at that point in the second, that'll be the earliest Howard goes. But I think Howard can hit that value, and he probably won't be there for you in the third. So basically, and you like you like Melvin Gordon more than you like uh, Saquon Barkley? I'm, I'm still deciding over that. I just don't like Kamara because he's going to have to split the ball. Even, even with the first four games of suspension, they said he's still going to be splitting the ball with one of the guys. I just All right, don't. So what about Kareem Hunt versus Melvin Gordon? Um, I just I don't like that O line. The new quarterback. I I hear you guys always talking about it. He's gonna spread the ball, spread the ball. I just can't trust Andy Reid in that middle. Right. Week Here we go, Corey. I got I got I got to get ready to head out to the break. So what I tell you is this, and I will bring Jim and Chris in this once we come back on the other side. A Hopkins. So basically, you're looking at a Hopkins Howard 
who you'll be able to get from where you're at. I don't have no smoke with that. I think you got yourself, you know, two two guys that have both finished as a, a top 12 at their position, but very well could be top 10 at their position. Or do you take the running back, let's just say, for spits and giggles, let's just say it's Saquon Barkley, and then you come back with Devontae Adams. So you're looking at two scenarios like that. I don't think you can go wrong either way. I think you got the right idea. I let the homies break in on it and give you their opinion when they come back. 12-team half-point PPR coming out the six-hole. We help my man Corey. We give you some best ball information plus some late-round values and some news on the Beat the Fantasy Exec League. It is the frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Let that joint knock, Bavona. Why pay high rake when you can play daily fantasy baseball and pay half the rake on Fantasy Draft? Featuring half the rake GPP and head-to-head contests, exclusive VIP experiences, and the most flexible lineup structures in the game, Fantasy Draft is the only DFS site that puts players first. They're also the only site to offer 6 of 7 PGA scoring, dropping your lowest golfer's score. Register today with the code FNTSY for a free $4 entry into a guaranteed winner contest in the sport of your choice. Fantasy Draft, daily fantasy on a level playing field. A four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Fancy football friends, the FNTSY radio, right back at you. Got you covered. Uh, before I get you to beat the, the latest beat the exec news, uh, let me get Chris in here first. Chris, half point PPR. Yeah, you're coming out the six hole. Yeah. What's your start right there? You go running back, wide receiver. You go running back, running back. Obviously, it depends on what the board dictates. But ideal, what's your start from the six hole in a half-point PPR? So you assume that the big four running backs are gone, which includes Zeke. Then you got – I could get A.B. at six, right? I doubt it. Not if I'm in the league. All right, so let's say A.B.'s gone. It could happen. Let's say A.B.'s gone. Yeah. I'm going Kamara. All right, so you're going to go Kamara, and then what you're going to do in the second? In the second, I will either go with a Devontae Freeman if he falls to me. All right. Which he should. Or because I, I want to get another solid second running back in half-point PPR. and then, uh, or, or I'll either go with a wide receiver like Devontae Adams or an A.J. Green or a Julio Jones if he falls that far. I don't Julio know Jones is not going to fall that far. Yeah, he's not. But you just, what you just said, uh, what... what Tell Corey what you're going to do in that spot. I'm like I said, I'm going to take Kamara. Mm-hmm. If AB's not there, if AB's there, I'm taking AB. Uh, and then in the second round, I'm going to go with the, the value like, that I see. Okay. So like I took Freeman in that last draft we did because the value was there. I, want, I kind of wanted to go wide receiver, but I love the value of Freeman at the end of the second round. So it depends on the value on the board in that second round. That second round's a little tricky sometimes. It depends on who went before. If a bunch of wide receivers went, I'm going somebody else. All right, Jim. Same question. Half point PPR. Jim dates smack dab in the middle. Win a New York Giant jersey. Saquon Barkley is off the board, right? So you got the running backs after Barkley. Brown is gone. What are you doing the first and how you look to come back in the second? This is the situation that Corey in Florida was in. Well, there's no doubt about it. I mean, 
he likes Gordon. He feels comfortable with Gordon. I'm going to tell him right now, grab Gordon. All right. If you want him, that's the only place you're going to get him. Grab him. Take your guy. Feel comfortable about the guy you get. And then you'll have plenty of choices in the second round. You know, either Christian McCaffrey, uh, Freeman should be there. I would grab at the sixth spot. I love grabbing two running backs to start. And that's exactly what I would be looking for here. Gordon is rock solid as you can be. Lot, you know, A lot of questions with everybody around him. There really isn't a lot with Gordon. He's going to get fed the ball. He's going to get a ton of opportunities and touches. So you can't go wrong. He's a nice, stable guy who gives you plenty of upside. So I'd say go with the guy you like, grab Gordon, come back in the second round, grab another top running back, and you got running backs locked. See, now, I don't – but, okay, I, and I get it. That, that, that's, I like that. I like what Venter said. Let's not act like DeAndre Hopkins is, you know – Dog food over here. No, no. D-Hop no. can flat out play. And full disclosure, D-Hop finished 2017 as – what's this? is 20 – This is 2018. This is 2018. Yep. D-Hop finished 2017 <laughs> as wide receiver numero uno. That's true. Number one. Nothing against, wait, wait. I got nothing against Hopkins. Okay. But we've seen it in most drafts that running backs are going early. You want to get at least one of those bell cows. Uh, you know, it, it – if I'm sitting at six, I want a top running back. It's just how I'm looking at the draft. I want a top running back yeah. at that point because I know I can come and get another one in the second round. Nothing against Hopkins. Nothing against OBJ because uh, I would definitely be taking him over Beckham too. Uh, so, you know, at this point, go with the guy you like. Gordon is definitely a slam dunk in the first round. If you got to take him at six and you like it, do it. All right. Now, beat the fantasy exec. Oh, that's Shorty. Beat the I'm about to say, who is this? That's Somebody new, but that's she works here. Um, beat the fantasy exec best ball. Beat the fantasy exec best ball. Play FFWC.com is going to be on Saturday night, August 18th at 9 p.m. East. So that's a draft and go. Best ball, beat the fantasy exec. So all we're doing is we drafting 28 players, and then the, that's it. We leave it alone after draft, and then the winner of that, whatever, they win the prize from the FFWC. So we can fill that. Let's get that. Let's start getting that fill ASAP. That's on playffwc.com. You scroll down the page. You'll see Saturday, uh, August 18th. That's Beat the Fantasy Exec Best Ball. And then what we're going to do, we're going to do the same FFWC. We're going to do a best ball marathon at the, at, the, at the lower price level, the $35 entry fee. Oh. And we're just going to do it 12 hours. So we're going to try to fill five or six Beat the Fantasy Exec Leagues, and I'm going to sit on there and draft against however many of y'all want to sign up for. We'll just keep doing Beat the Fantasy 12 Exec. 12 hours? We're going to do a Beat the Fantasy Exec Marathon. We're going to take it from noon until midnight. I'm going to give y'all my whole day to, 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 to bring the smoke to the Fantasy Executive. I'll let you know some information on that. Speaking of best ball, that is draft champions, best ball. That is when you draft a team and you leave it alone. We all have so many teams to run in-season management. The thing about best ball is we love the draft. We want to get our, sh- our, our, our skills sharp for when we go to our big money draft, our home league, whatever the case may be. So we do best balls to kind of give ourselves some practice. And then you can, it, the, the, you know, the scoring is optimized by the scoring system. And then at the end of week 16, whoever has the most total points is the winner. So that's how it goes right there. Now, speaking of best ball, Jim, uh, you got some late round values you sent me over in a in an email. We already talked about Ben Watson and Frank Gore. Chris Godwin looks like he could be the wide receiver two in Tampa, going to the outside, moving to Sean Jackson into the slot. I think Jackson could have some value in the slot, Jim. But why do you like Chris Godwin this year? 
Well, first of all, because he's going in the 17th round, you know, he's a starting wide receiver in the 17th round. That's ridiculous. I do think that ADP is going to really start to climb now that the news is out that he's going to be starting on the outside. But, you know, even if you start getting him in the 13th, 14th round, a starting wide receiver that late is just gold. I don't care what team he's on. I don't care what quarterback's throwing him the ball. He's going to get plenty of opportunity. And while I like Deshaun Jackson uh, in best ball, I like him more on the outside than I think I'm going to like him in the slot. So that leaves me a little bit off of Deshaun Jackson at this point. And, you know, Godwin is just really lighting up camp right now. All right. What do you think, um, uh, Closer? So I agree with what he's saying, but I'm assuming Godwin's going to move up draft boards. I, I, I doubt he sticks around in the 17th round for too long as the season gets closer, but um, still going to be good value if he's the number two wide receiver on this team. I worry a little bit. The only guy I don't worry about is Mike Evans with having Fitz Magic as the quarterback for the first three weeks. But um, after that, I'm all good with it. I mean, I think as a flyer, I mean, that's a great pick. Hey, two wide receiver. no doubt. Jim, I'm a big carry-on Johnson guy. And I see you got one of your best ball late-round values is LeGarrette Blunt. Carry-on Johnson can play. I think his player comp is Le'Veon Bell. The upright running style will lead to some injuries, but he has that hesitation, that stop-and-go, played big-time SEC football. They went out there and they drafted this kid, put the stock behind him. I'm a carry-on Johnson fan. I'm getting him in a lot of drafts, but you got LeGarrette Blunt on this. Is that a knock against Johnson, or you just think that Blunt at where he's going is too much of a value to pass up on? I like Blunt. Yeah, I've always liked Blunt. I think he's better than people expect. You know, uh, last three years, he's averaging over 800 yards. He's had over 20 TDs in those three seasons. You know, great. It was the one big year in New England, really pushed it over the top. But to me, the big important part is, you know, Matt Patricia came over to, to the Lions, and the first thing he did was go get Blunt. Brought him right over. He said, I know what I'm going to do with you. I'm going to get you in the game. And why I like Blount in best buy best ball is you're not going to know which weeks he's really going to have good weeks, but in best ball, you don't care. And I guarantee you, he's going to give you at least seven or eight solid weeks where he's scoring touchdowns for you and getting yards. So at this point, he's being drafted in the 13th round at the end of the 13th round. That's nothing but value. All right. Legarrette Blunt. Yeah. In a best ball agreed. You're taking a flyer on the guy. He could end up getting a lot of goal line work and ended up with a lot of touchdowns, but he's going to be, the one thing about Blunt, you got to say, is he's very touchdown reliant. He's obviously not going to catch any passes. Uh, there's a lot of running backs in that backfield already. But, you know, it's a flyer. It's a flyer. It's a guy that could get have value. So you want to grab him, especially in a best ball league. Agree with Jim on that. 844-836-879. I want to clean up these telephone lines before we head over to the end of the program. Uh, all right, let's, let's start with Q in South Carolina. Q, what up? What up, what up with you, Q, my man? Q, what's going on? Hey man, how you just doing this afternoon? Doing well, I got sir. A quick question about some, I got a quick question about some tight ends, man. I picked up Kyle Rudolph. I like him matching up with Cousins, but I got a question about Eric Ebron over in Indianapolis. How y'all think he's going to match up with uh, Andrew Luck with his with his arm, man? Well, here's the thing about it: is listen, he's going undrafted right now. You can probably scoop him off the waiver wire, get him in your last round of your draft. He's literally going undrafted. People are getting tired of him and his drops and, and are not living up to expectations. One thing I will say, the Indianapolis mm-hmm. Colts are going to use two tight ends. Yes. They're going to use two tight they ends. They don't have the receivers. Jack Doyle is still going to be the man. Even if they had the receivers, they're going they're to use still two tight ends. Yeah. That's what they do. That's the way they play. Now you get Andrew Luck back, you get the real Indianapolis Colts offense. 
Eric Ebron will play some form of role, and I think he will have fantasy relevance at some point this season. But you do not have to draft him to the last round, or you can wait, put him on your watch list, and hop him off the waiver wire. Yeah, you don't even have to draft him. You could, right, you could stream him. You could use him as like a streaming option off the waiver wire. See how he's doing, monitor his situation, put him on your watch list. You know what I'm saying? Yep, there you go. What do you think of Ebron in this situation with Jack Doyle, uh, 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 J- Jim. Jim. Yeah, the, the name's Jim. <laughs> yeah, the name is Jim. <laughs> you know I know your name. I'm just used to going over there to a different dude with a giant shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually like Ebron a little bit more than most. He finished his 13th tight end last year in PPR, so he started to see action. He started to really, you know, curtail the drops a little bit. I think they're going to be in a ton of 12 personnel, meaning one running back, two tight ends, just because the receivers aren't all that. And I think both of these guys provide value. Doyle is still a number one. Doyle still brings the most. But I think Ebron is definitely a nice late-round pick. All right, there you go, my man Q. Good luck. I'll holler at you pretty soon, my brother. Take care of yourself. 844-843-6879. Let's go to Randy in Canada. Randy, what up? What's up? What's up, guys? How's it going? Doing going well. Good. Thanks a lot, my man. That's good. Uh, I just had a question about um, trying to start a wide receiver, three-minute 12-person league, league with three wide receivers, two running backs, full PPR. And I wanted to know, <clears throat> do you guys like um, Michael Crabtree or John Ross better at the wide receivers three Who, position? John Ross, did you say? You said you said yeah, John Ma- Ross. Oh, I oh, oh, Crabtree. Michael, Michael Crabtree easily. I think John I, John Ross. I don't. John Roth has He's a talent. Mark. He's a question. Mark. He has speed. You gotta like the fact that LaFell is not there. I would say Tyler Boyd better because I don't think really? John Roth is ever going to be fully healthy. Wait, wait, John Roth is beat up. I know, but John Roth has way more talent than Tyler Boyd. I think. We got to see he it was first. A, he was a top 10 pick in the NFL he, draft. Yeah, he's a burner. He can fly down the Absolutely field, but we burns, haven't seen yeah. anything from this dude That's yet. True. That's a question, nothing. Mark. It's a question. You know, he's from Snoop Dogg's football league. John Ross. Really? Yeah, uh-huh. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, obviously, Crabtree is the man for the wide receiver three. What's your opinions, Jim, on uh, Ross? Yeah, I'm with you, Corey. He's got to stay on the field. We need to see him, you know, develop more as a wide receiver. He's got the speed, but he really needs to work on his route tree. He nearly, really needs to become a more all-around wide receiver. So I'm not really trusting him to do a ton this year. All right, now, all right, we got to get ready to uh, hop off the YouTube stream. Jim, remain with us. Hey, Goon Squad. Good looking out. Check y'all out tomorrow. We we good now. Told y'all the truth, so we got that out the way. We mm-hmm. addressed the elephant in the room, and we all will be back here tomorrow, and I don't want no stuff. Holla at you. <laughs> Let me finish up on the phones, 844-843-6879. And I got, oh, look, it's my guy, Stephen Mass. What up, Steve? Hey, Corey. What's up, my man? Ain't nothing much. Just sitting here roll, rocking and rolling through the day, trying to make it happen the best way I can. What's good with you? Oh, same here, man. I'm just trying to enjoy, just trying to enjoy the uh, the good weather, man. You, you know what it is. I know that. Hmm. So I got I got a question. I remember I called you yesterday about uh, Corey Coleman and like how try to break down like how good it was for his fantasy situation. But what about uh, Andre Caldwell? Does this help him? Because he, I think he's you the top of the show. You guys are talking about position balance uh, battles, and he's going up against Rashad Higgins. So do you like him? Like if he wins that number three. Uh, Number three job, or is he somebody that you want to look at for like next year, like 2019, 2020, as like a dynasty guy more than a redraft guy? I think he's a dynasty guy more than a redraft guy. I'm not really going to put too much stock into him right now. What do you think, Jim? I'm with you, Corey. I, I, 
I'm not buying he does much this year at all. I'm, I don't really have any shares of him in, in all my leagues. And, you know, we're talking about, what, 89 leagues so far. I don't have him once. What are we talking about? Andre Holmes right now? <laughs> Andre, uh, what, what was his name again? Whoever, I can't. It's, it's... Uh, that, that kid, uh, Cod, uh, Codwell, the kid that they drafted from Cleveland, uh, the rookie that I think Jake was talking about, used to talk about. The, you... he, he, I think his name's Codwell or something. No, that's oh, are not... you talking about Callahan? Yeah, he's talking about Antonio Callaway. Yeah, Callaway. Callaway. He's talking about Antonio Callaway. Oh, so you're talking about the Bills. Yeah, Antonio Callaway is the guy that you put on your watch list. Um, he's got talent. He could pop in best but ball. He's not a bad draft. Pick. He's not a bad pick. Very late, even in very the twenty-eight late, round yeah. best ball, he's past round twenty. Right, but he does have some talent. He could pop. He's like a Josh Gordon type. Well, I mean, he's not gonna. I mean, Josh Gordon's a freak. No, he's got talent like that. But, uh, but he's got off the field stuff like that too. Oh, okay. That's what you're saying. That's why he went so late in the draft because he's more talented than where he went in the NFL draft. The guy's got talent, so that's why he's a nice little sleeper. But I mean, he's not getting drafted. All right, so there you go right there. So we are clear. All right, good looking out, Steve. Enjoy yourself, brother. RotoExperts.com, exclusive edge, live and lit for 2018. Promo code winner at checkout. The Fantasy Executive blog is up and rolling, so I'll be working on that a little bit later on today. The rankings will be out by this weekend. You got the close of Chris Venture. You going to do anything for the Executive Edge? Oh, yeah, yeah. My rankings are going to be out very, very soon. All right, so they'll be out very, very soon. And articles. And articles. So there you go, right? I've been hearing that for a couple weeks now. (laughs) Uh, Jim Day, what's good? What you got going on, my man? First of all, thanks for hopping in and rolling with us today. Try to get you back on next week as we figure things out, my man. But uh, thanks for rocking with us and what you got going on. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. And you know what? Right now, it's all about writing, trying to get as much done as I can and getting ready to start a couple of new podcasts. So just trying to get a lot of stuff done. There you go right there. Nice, That's man. the homie Jim Day. All right, so good. Good, 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 good. Well, you got anything anything fun planned for this evening, Ventra? For tonight? No. No? No. I'm actually going to be here a little later today. What's going on today? Uh, we got the rugby show later. Oh, okay. Uh, Matt, Matt, um, what's McCarthy? Matt McCarthy. Matt mm-hmm. McCarthy being McCarthy. here. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Matt McCarthy's a wild dude. <laughs> Wildcat. I worked with him for a little bit, yeah. Where at? Um, that uh, show with Dan Bianculo. Oh yeah, with Danny B. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's my man, Danny B. But otherwise, I'll be chilling tonight. Oh, that's what's up, Jim. You just the best ball drafts and chilling tonight, Jim. Actually, yeah, I have a, actually two live drafts to do tonight, so it'll be a busy night for me. Right, you got two live drafts going down tonight. Nice. Yeah, I don't at have the me. same time too. It should be fun. Oh, well, you're a veteran. You can do that. Mm-hmm. I don't have no drafts this week. My next draft is. At, at, it is actually the 18th. So, um, but thanks a lot, Jim. Appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? And um, I hope to have you back next week to rock with us. For my man, Jim hey, Day fans. Go ahead. What you about to say, Jim? No, nah, I was just going to say thanks, dude. You, I, you know, you can call me anytime. I got you. Just my man, Jim thanks, Day Jim. right there, Fantasy Taz. So there you go. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Fantasy Taz. For Taz, for the close of Chris Ventra, I'm Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive. And I thank you for continuing to hang out with us. As I'm looking at the numbers in the stream, the Goon Squad hasn't gone anywhere. It's still right here. It's still rocking. We still got you covered. Let's go, baby. Meth and Red, take us out.